You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to Industry Thought Leader Podcast. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your message while become known as an authority in your field? Industry Thought Leader Podcast will show you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Hey, and welcome to another episode of Industry Thought Leader Podcast, brought to you by Podcasting With Purpose, helping you to stand out, be heard, and become that influential voice in your industry, especially with a podcast. And I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the Podcasting Queen. Can you believe that we are already in September, which is the last month of the third quarter of this year? Can I ask you a question? How are you traveling when it comes to your goals? Are you celebrating or maybe you're commiserating because you're just nowhere near to achieving what you had set out to achieve. Now, anything like me, I set really big goals, love getting into action, but don't quite love when I don't achieve my goals. But if you're in that place, then don't give up because how you end this year is going to determine how you will begin next year. And my team and I, we are planning for some exciting things coming up to support you. But also when I have a look at my business, you know, what's working really well, what can we do better? So it's certainly part of everybody's business, no matter what stage that you are in your business, no matter how old your business is. But on today's show, I want to share with you that even with the best systems, the best structure, and the best strategies in place in your business, you can still struggle if you don't have the right mindset. So today I'm going to share seven self-belief barriers that will cripple your business's growth and it will certainly stop you from becoming known as that industry thought leader. But before we dive into those seven self-belief barriers, I want to do a shout out to Ildi Raz. She is from her business Ant Planners, a time wizard, and she helps you to really begin to appreciate and improve your relationship with time. Time and product Activity is certainly something that I know many business owners struggle with. Anyway, she is a client and she's getting ready to launch her own Thought Leader podcast soon. Can't wait for that to launch. She's got some real innovative um, approaches and, and insights into how we can better improve our relationship with time. But she was recently interviewed on Lee Cummins, who's a, a fellow colleague of ours on Lee's show, and she did a shout out to us. So I just wanted to say thank you, Ildi. Really appreciate it. It. Uh, appreciate you validating what we're doing in our work and, and our podcast. And uh, we certainly can't wait to listen to your podcast once it launches too. Now you can go and follow Ildi all over social media. Go to antplanners.com or Google Ant Planners, A-N-T-P-L-A-N-N-E-R-S. And of course, following her, she'll be able to help you improve your relationship with time. By the way, if you want to leave a comment, if you've been a listener, a regular listener, or maybe you've just stumbled across the show and you've thought, wow, that's brought some real value to my day, then I would love for your friend to reach out, 
leave a comment on iTunes or Apple Podcasts so that we know that we're on track with the topics that we share. Or if you want to follow me and do a shout out on social media, Anne-Marie Coach on Twitter and on Instagram. And of course, Anne-Marie Cross, if you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, and I'll certainly do a shout out for you in the future episode. Or just go to annemariecross.com forward slash review. So if you've been following me for a while or maybe even, you know, way back when I was in the career industry and with my career practice, you would have heard me talk a lot about self-belief. You know, if I think about all of the work that I used to do with clients in the career space, but even in the business space, when I was working with entrepreneurs, we were, you know, defining their brands, their signature brands and helping them communicate their message in a very powerful, unique way so that they could stand out, be heard and influenced. And of course, now I'm continuing to do that really specializing around podcasting but one of the things that I found with many of my clients whether they were in a career or whether they're in their own business was that I could share with them the best strategies we knew were going to work in the career industry I could rewrite for them their resume I could support them in interview coaching in the business realm we could help completely rewrite a a lot of their bios and how they position themselves on uh, social media and on online and help them put together really powerful packages and offerings that we knew their ideal client would want to invest in. But even though they continuously got their message out there and did all the work that they needed to do, there were still things that they needed to address. And this may be friend where you are struggling with, and that is the belief you have, the beliefs that are supporting you, your mindset. So maybe your mindset is blocking you from achieving the goals that you've set for yourself and your business. And I've said it so many times, and I'm going to say it again, even if you have the best systems, the best growth strategies in place, without the right mindset, you know, without the right attitude, you can still struggle in your business. And this is something that I believe to be both profound and true. And it's something that for many years I also struggled with. So when talking about your mindset, I'm referring to your attitude. It's your frame of mind. It's that voice inside your head that's fueled by your beliefs. And your beliefs are the set of rules by which you live your daily life, in which ultimately governs and affects your thoughts. It affects your emotions and ultimately it affects your actions. And you know your actions, which are your behaviors, they are going to ultimately impact your outcome for good or maybe not so good. So, I mean, if you're not getting out there and taking the right action steps, you're not going to get very far. Similarly, you might be taking the right action steps, but you're not taking them to the level that you should, or you're not working on the right activities. Because this is something that I learned, we will go out and seek the evidence to prove that our beliefs are true. So if you believe that you're going to continue to struggle, or if you believe that something is going to happen, guess what? You're not going to give your all. You're not going to go in 110% and you are going to often self-sabotage. So it's a good time for us to take check and how are my beliefs going? While your inner voice can be empowering, so your inner critic can be empowering, positive and uplifting and will support you in moving forward with clarity and confidence, which we know is, is very important. 
Your voice, unfortunately, can also be unhelpful. It can also be disempowering and it can be negative, therefore keeping you stuck and unable to reach your goals. Now, over the last 20 plus years from my own experience in working with my clients, as I mentioned, I've identified seven common self-beliefs that prevent people from reaching their personal and their business goals. And I want to share with you what they are today. And I want to ask you to just keep an check to see how many of these you recognize. So some of them may seem similar, but they're actually quite different when you dig a little bit deeper. You know, one of the greatest gifts and one of the greatest ways to transform that is to have self-awareness. Self-awareness around which of these or more than maybe one of them that you're struggling with. Because once you have awareness, you can do what it takes to be able to change those beliefs. Now, some of the beliefs you can change quite quickly once you understand what they are and others may take a little bit of work depending on just how deep the reason why you're struggling with this and and it's different for each and every one of us. So let's have a look at what each of these beliefs are. The first is self-discrimination and this is where you think, I'm just not good enough. And the barrier of self-discrimination is where you are so extremely judgmental and critical of your work. And what often ends up happening is you set your benchmarks so high that what you end up doing is setting yourself up for failure because you could not possibly reach the level of expectations and demands that you place on yourself So my question would be for you is, are you setting the bar so high that you're setting yourself up to fail? And why is that? Do some exploration. Why are you setting that up to fail? Is your belief, I'm just not good enough. And therefore what you're doing is you're going out to validate that belief to be true, that you're just not good enough. Therefore not achieving your goals, validating and confirming to yourself, I'm not good enough. So that's self-discrimination. The second barrier is self-doubt. And this is where you think others can do it, but I can't. So you don't believe that you've got the skills, the talents, the strengths, and any real value that you can offer your clients. And you think that while it's possible to see the strengths in others, you believe that it's impossible for you because you've got this underlying doubt, the self-doubt that you've got the talent, the skills that others have, or you don't believe that the experience that you've had, the studies that you've gone through, the, the hard knocks, so to speak, your life journey, your lessons just could not be valuable to share with others. So you doubt what you have to bring to the table. And this often is called imposter syndrome, where you really don't feel that what you have to offer is any good. I don't know how I got here. Others got here on merit, but me, I just fluked it. Well, because again, there's a self-doubt. So just do some journaling around that and see, is self-doubt keeping me stuck? Because I'm constantly seeking the evidence to prove my belief is true that others can do it, but I can't. That's a second barrier. The third barrier is self-dismissal. And this is where you think and say, oh, that skill, oh, that achievement, it was nothing. Anyone can do it. When someone gives you a compliment or makes a comment about one of your successes, this self-belief barrier of dismissal, self-dismissal, 
automatically causes you to devalue and underrate your ability by either dismissing or making light of their praise. Friend, as soon as you say, oh, it's nothing, anyone can do it, you are telling yourself that it's not worthy, it's not valuable. And so you're emphasizing that self-belief that you're not good enough. This is something that I had to learn when someone praised me or gave me a compliment. I had to, for a little while, stop, take a breath and then say, thank you. So I want to encourage you, stop dismissing a compliment, stop dismissing a congratulations when someone congratulates you for doing a job well done or when someone recognizes you for a strength don't dismiss it by saying anyone can do it because guess what they can't that is why they have pinpointed you and said congratulations because you've got that skill and that gift this is not being arrogant at all this is just recognizing and validating that what you've done and the skills and the strengths that you had are valuable because guess what they are so that's the third self-belief barrier the fourth self-belief barrier is self-denial and this is where you think I don't deserve it I don't deserve it now this barrier of self-denial is the belief that you don't deserve success that you don't deserve happiness that you don't deserve wealth or success within your life or business maybe someone's spoken over you or you've heard something or this was a you know something that would often be said and shared around the table when you were a child and so therefore you've now taken that into adulthood not believing that you are good enough or that you can achieve your goals because of this deep-seated reason that you don't believe that you merit this success can I share with you you do it's not being arrogant when you expect to be rewarded for your contributions whether they're big contributions or small contributions you know when you help someone like a client say or even when you uh, do something good and and aren't able to take you know someone saying to you thank you so much we're not able to accept a compliment or when you feel embarrassed or ashamed when someone tries to help you and you automatically feel like you have to give them even more you know that is self denial and again for me it was a, a a huge lesson that sometimes we stop ourselves from getting rewarded or getting paid what we're worth or getting higher level clients or getting opportunities to speak or getting opportunities to whatever it is you fill in the blank because deep down we feel like we don't deserve it so friend maybe self-denial is something that you're struggling with the fifth self-belief barrier is self-deprivation and this is where you think mm, my needs aren't important how often as a mom you know a mum, or you know if we're looking after other people we tend to put other people first you know not that there's anything wrong with that but there is if we do that at the denial constantly of our own self needs 
and looking after ourselves. And I'm sure you've heard the metaphor about how if you're on a plane, put your mask on first, your oxygen mask on first so that you can breathe. And then and only then can you go and help others because you are no good to being able to support others if you can't breathe and you're not getting oxygen. And it's not going to take you very long before you collapse because you're not able to breathe. And what help are you going to be for other people if you continue to deny yourself, deny yourself rest, deny yourself the ability to do things that you want to do, that you know are going to strengthen you, that you know are going to recoup your energy so that you can be the best for others. Now, it doesn't mean that by saying yes to yourself, you're saying no to other people. In fact, I think by saying yes to yourself, particularly around self-value and rest and recuperation and doing things that you enjoy because it replenishes your spirit, then that just makes you a better person for your family, for your spouse, for your children, for your clients. So stop saying no that your needs aren't important so this barrier is where you put everyone's needs before your own and this is the the barriers may also be the reason why you may be letting other people take advantage of you or your time and your resources one of the things that uh, all the tools that I have, have used and continue to use in, in my work with clients is the sacred money archetypes every single one of us has a number of characteristics or, or, or ways in which we manage money and there's certain archetypes and behaviors with certain archetype. And nurturer is an archetype that will often put other people's needs first to the detriment of our own needs. So we need to be mindful of this because the demands and expectations of being a mum, a wife, a sister, a daughter, a friend, a colleague, and the list can go on, can be extremely demanding. And if you've got the self-belief that my needs are not important, then you'll constantly put yourself last and these will ultimately lead to being exhausted and if you're not careful, burnout. So self-deprivation is self-belief number five. I've spent a little bit more on that one because I've worked with a lot of people who resonate with the archetype of nurturer. And this may be you too, friend. The sixth self-belief barrier is self-disregard. And this is where we think, you know what, I'm not worthy, which is similar to I don't deserve it, but this is I'm not worthy. And this is where... Um, you know, for some reason, you just don't believe that you're worthy of success. You don't believe that you're worthy of fulfillment. And it can continue to show up with constant downplaying or discounting of your ach achievements and the value you offer your clients. They're not being able to get paid what you're worth, putting way too much time and effort into your packages, dropping out a hat anytime a particular client demands your time, requiring of you to go above and beyond what has been stipulated in the contract. Again, you can support clients and go above and beyond. But if you're doing it because you are feeding into the belief that I have to overextend constantly, I have to go over an hour over my calls, or my calls always go 15 minutes, half an hour, an hour over my allotted time with my clients, because I want them to think that I'm worthy, that I want them to think that, that my program is, is worthy of their investment. If you continue to do that and give, 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 because you've got this feeling of self-worth, then that's a self-belief barrier. All right. So that's number six. And number seven is self-disempowerment. And this is where you think, I have failed again. And the barrier of self-disempowerment is where you focus only on what didn't go as planned. You notice when things go wrong and you notice when things fail. 
And when you constantly focus on the negative things and the things that did go wrong, what happens is you dampen all hope of being able to recognize the things that went right and the things that you should be proud of. Now, I remember years ago when I was working with clients who in the career industry who hated their jobs and they would come to me saying, I hate my job, I want to leave. I would say to them, well, what is it about your job that you hate? I hate everything, just don't want to be there anymore. And I said, all right, well, let's just let's just pull this apart a little bit and see where we're at, shall we? And so by encouraging them, they would kind of list the different tasks that they were doing each, each day and the different prog- programs and projects they were involved in. And then I'd say to them, so what is it about that that you don't like? Well, actually, I don't mind that at all. In actual fact, I do enjoy doing this and this. Oh, okay, so you do enjoy doing that. Yeah, yeah, no, actually, I do like that. And so we were able to pinpoint certain aspects of their day and certain aspects of their week or their month, the things that they did enjoy. And we were able to compile a list of things that actually lit them up. It was just... you know, the environment in which they were working that had them kind of go, you know what, I really don't enjoy this at all. So that the task was great. I mean, it put them in an environment where it was, you know, encouraging and and they enjoyed that environment. Then the, the tasks they were working on, they enjoyed that too. And how often in our businesses, when things go wrong, we discredit everything and we want to just start completely again but we miss the opportunities to identify the learnings. We miss the opportunities to identify, you know what, actually, I don't mind doing that. It's only that it didn't have the outcome that I wanted that had me, you know, sort of look at it and go, oh, I don't really want to do that again. So when we identify that, we can take those learnings with us and grow from them. However, if we label everything under I have failed again, you are disempowering yourself and you're not, again, allowing yourself to learn and grow uh, and strengthen that character for what you'll need in the next season as your business develops and grows. So let me list those all again for you. And in doing so, just let me share with you, I do not share these to have you feeling bad and saying, oh my goodness, I recognize so many of those in my life and in my business. Celebrate it. Celebrate it because now you are aware of some of the things that you can approach. Approach with a heart with a heart that says, how can I learn from this? This is something that I can see repeating over, over again in my life. But now that I know that this is something that has stopped me up until now, I know that I can do some research and find out how can I address this. For those of you who are faith-based entrepreneurs, we turn to the Bible for from some of our favorite scriptures. And we don't, if we don't yet have the empowering belief, we can borrow it and we can just state those Bible verses over our lives and over our business uh, until you know we can work from the inside out and start to really believe differently or taking action. One of the greatest ways of changing a belief is taking the right action, continuing that action till you start to see the result. Because when you start seeing the result, then no, you can't hang on to that that doubt or that self-barrier anymore. Such as if you've got clients saying to you, I really value working with you and you say thank you. And then you've got other clients coming to you and say, I want to work with you again. And then you increase your prices because you know the value that you are bringing to them is helping them to achieve their goal. 
roles and then slowly your business is growing and you're getting opportunities to speak. How are you going to hang on to that self-doubt that others can do it but you can't? You can't hang on to it because you're proving uh, that belief is, is BS. So let me share with you what these are again. Self-discrimination, I'm just not good enough. Self-doubt, others can do it but I can't. Self-dismissal, oh that, it was nothing. Anyone can do it. Self-denial, I don't deserve it. Self-deprivation, my needs aren't important. Self-disregard, I'm not worthy. And self-disempowerment, I've failed again. So friend, identify those which ones do you recognize that are constantly being played over and over in your mind? Journal them, identify them, pull them apart. Why is it? Why is that continuing to be a story that you repeat over and over again? And then start to identify what are you going to do to change that? And look, for some of you, it may ne- you may need to get some support in this. You may need a support partner. You may need a mentor. You may need a coach. Maybe that's something that you and I can have a discussion about. Uh, AnnemarieCross.com forward slash let's chat let's chat let's see where you're at and see where we might be able to work together to uh, help you shift through some of those self-belief barriers and the reasons that you are thinking these may be deep-seated and therefore may require some coaching around these things to address that event or whatever caused you to develop that self-belief and sometimes you can't do that on your own you need that you need that uh, other person that can see things with fresh eyes to be able to repeat that back to you and give you some good tools, some good approaches to be able to to work through those. However, self-awareness is the first step towards being able to transform them. So there you go. I wanted to share that with you today because, you know, I constantly have a look at, am I telling myself certain things that is validating some of these negative self-beliefs, some of these self-belief barriers? What do I need to change? What do I need to um, get into action quickly and strategically so that I can completely smash through the self-belief that's no longer helpful or useful for me and create a new belief so that that old belief is no longer true and you can do it too. Can I just share with you that if you're telling yourself some of these things, these beliefs can be changed, friend. It's just a matter of working through that and um, strengthening and embracing the new belief that you want to, to have as true and hold those so that you can start to validate them through the actions that you take and ultimately the outcomes that you're starting to generate through changing and transforming these beliefs to helpful beliefs to see you through so that you can continue to position yourself as that authority, that thought leader and start to make much bigger impact in the world. So over to you. What ahas have you had? What are you going to do to make a change so that you can finish this month, prep yourself for the fourth quarter complete the fourth quarter on a roll and start 2020, 2020 hitting the ground running. Let me know. Love to hear from you. You've been listening to Industry Thought Leader Podcast. Want to learn how to leverage your expertise, monetize your message while become known as an authority in your field? Access our free industry thought leader podcast series to show you how at www.annemariecross.com forward slash podcast series. 
That's annemariecross.com forward slash podcast series.